Welcome to the Energy Shift Podcast, the podcast to bring you energy healing techniques, insights from a medical intuitive and consciousness raising methods, all tied together to help you change your energy and heal your life. Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Katharina and you're listening to episode number nine, how to move through the dark night of the soul. In this episode, I will share with you what the dark night of the soul actually is and then give you some tips and strategies on how to navigate and move through this very difficult time. So what is the dark night of the soul? The dark night of the soul is a time of intense suffering that is usually brought on by life-changing events like divorce, natural disasters, job loss, moving to another country or even death of a loved one. It can also be brought on by undergoing an inner process of change. And maybe you have this happen and there's really no apparent outside reason and that's sometimes possible as well. And the dark night of the soul is called dark because what you usually experience is a sudden loss of meaning in your life. It could be a depression that suddenly hits you, um, a loss of identity, and often a surfacing of old traumas, insecurities, and also fears. Another hallmark of the dark night of the soul is a sudden loss of faith, or you feel that you're suddenly disconnected to a higher power, it could be God or the universe, so that's also very common. And the concept itself of the dark night of the soul, it's not something new. It's actually old and was originally described by a Spanish poet and Roman Catholic mystic who lived in the 16th century and he was called St. John of the Cross. So what we're finding is that it's actually a very common event and most people really don't recognize it as such. And that's why I decided to do this podcast, because maybe you find yourself in such a situation where you don't know what is going on and you feel there is a sudden loss of meaning or identity, which I will talk about later. And what you're really experiencing is a dark night of the soul. And throughout history, there have been a lot of famous People, mystic sage and poets like Rumi who have actually written about this very dark and difficult time in their lives when false ideals were shed. And what's important here to understand is that many believe, and I do believe this too because I moved to a dark night of the soul, which I will share with you in a little bit, but basically the dark night of the soul is a type of initiation and it can happen either before or after an authentic spiritual awakening. And during a dark night, what usually happens is that you will be confronted with what we call the shadow part of your psyche. So the shadow part of the psyche, these are the parts that you have ignored, you have pushed them away or simply refused to accept. What's important to understand is that the human psyche is not an isolated entity, right? We are all connected to a collective field of consciousness and all darkness 
that exists within the collective field of consciousness is ultimately also reflected within ourselves. So what's outside is also within you. And this is often a concept that's very hard to grasp at first because we usually see ourselves as good people and we say, no, we don't have these dark aspects. And then we push them away. These, these aspects, we call them dark aspects, right? These are the aspects of us that we don't want, like um, jealousy, uh, or you feel isolated, insecure, alone. You may be distrusting and maybe you're even violent. So now, of course, I don't mean that you're a violent person and that you will act upon it, but it simply means that the seed of violence is also within you. We all have it. And usually when you ignore it, it comes to the surface in some way or the other. For example, it could be expressed through screaming, yelling, or maybe even violence towards yourself by thinking poorly about yourself or worse, of course, if you harm yourself physically. So I know that this might sound scary and you might even reject this information, but the truth is that you cannot spiritually advance without facing these shadow parts. And the people who actually keep ignoring their shadow, they engage in what is called spiritual bypassing. And this is something I've done too. So spiritual bypassing means that you refuse to accept that you have dark parts within yourself and that you only see yourself in this good light, right? You could even maybe say I'm all love and light and I don't have these dark parts within me. And this is called spiritual bypassing because you have to face your shadow in order to grow because these dark parts within you they ultimately seek the light. They seek healing and also wholeness. It's important to note that while moving through the dark night of the soul, that even though these shadow parts are within you, it's important to know that it's ultimately not you. You are not your wounds, your fears, depression or insecurities. You're so much more than this. You're ultimately the light, but you can only come to this conclusion when you have faced your shadow parts. Because when you start recognizing your shadow and you bring the shadow to the surface and into the light, then you truly have made yourself whole again. And most importantly, you need to understand that the dark night of the soul, it's also an intense process of transformation. And in some way, and even maybe in the deepest sense, it's an initiation. An initiation into the realization that darkness is nothing to be feared and that it's ultimately an expression of the divine. And why is this? Why is the darkness an expression of the divine? It's because we live in ah, this physical world of duality where nothing can exist without its opposite. We have up and down, right and left, big and small, white and black. So you see always the opposites. And it's the same, of course, for darkness and light. Because without darkness, you would not know what the light is. And 
even the spiritual traditions, they talk about this deep, deep transformation. The Buddha, he suffered intensely before he became enlightened and he wouldn't know or he would never have known what enlightenment or liberation feels like if he had not suffered so much. And of course, more in the, in the Christian traditions, we know that, of course, it makes sense that Jesus had, if Jesus had not been crucified, there would not have been a resurrection. So we always need the opposites in this physical world. So ultimately, embodying both the darkness and the light within, it helps you to become your divine self. And as a human species, I really do believe that we are also collectively moving through a dark night of the soul. And I work a lot with sensitive people, and these are usually the people who are drawn to my work, and they will actually feel it much more than others. So is this something that you might experience as well? My dark night of the soul happened after I had a spiritual awakening, and it was brought on by the end of my 13-year marriage. It was a very intense time for me, and I had to move back to Austria, my country of origin, where a lot of old childhood traumas, intense insomnia, fears, and loss of identity uh, all came up to the surface. Most importantly, a loss of meaning. And what was very, very hard for me that I felt that God had abandoned me. And this is really a very typical theme going through a dark night of the soul. Looking back, I didn't even know that I was going through a dark night of the soul. And I think it would have helped me knowing what's going on. And it's my hope that by listening to this podcast that you might get some comfort and also some more understanding of what what is happening. And um, I want to now maybe help you a little bit here finding out, are you actually going through a dark night of the soul? Because there are some... Um, signs that you might experience um, moving through a dark night or going through a dark night of the soul. So uh, there are seven main signs that I want to share with you right now. So you might just want to check check in with yourself if this is something you're experiencing right now. Sign number one is right now you're going through a major life event. Can be divorce, loss of your job or death of a loved one. So something dramatic is happening and your life is kind of upside down. It's it's different. It is different than it was before. Sign number two is you experience an intense feeling of loss. So maybe you lost your job and others would think, okay, that's not a big deal. And maybe you even think it's not a big deal, but for some reason you feel this very, very intense feeling of loss that you cannot really describe and you have no idea where it's coming from. From This is a very typical sign as well. Number three is your life as you know it has lost its meaning. This is a tough one because if you don't feel like you have meaning anymore in your life, then why even get up and try Right? So that's very, very typical. You feel like you just cannot get the juice out of life anymore. 
There is no more meaning. This is all senseless. Number four is you feel depressed, anxious, and maybe you even have a very hard time connecting with others. Number five is, and this for me was not the toughest one, but I really had this very intensely. Um, you don't know who you are anymore. You don't know who you are anymore. So in other sense, in another sense, it's like you have lost your identity. You don't know how you gotta define yourself anymore. And it's very scary because for the ego part, we always want to know who we are and we define ourselves by maybe our job or what uh, marriage we have or what work we do, you know, just really external things. And now they are falling all away and suddenly you have no more idea who you are. It's a tough one. Number six is nothing makes sense to you anymore. So there's no more sense in anything. And number seven is, sign number seven is, and that was, I think that was the toughest one for me. You feel abandoned by God or the universe, whatever name you want to give that higher power. You just feel you have lost the connection. You can pray all you want. You can try to connect, but you're not getting answers. You feel like no one, nothing is helping you. You're just basically all by yourself. It's a very, very typical sign of um, a true dark night of the soul. And since I have experienced the dark night of the soul, I, I really want to let you know that I can sympathize with you. And I know that you maybe feel very lost right now. But I really want to assure you that it will not last forever. And that you will come out a totally different person. When I look back now and see how much my life has changed, now that I have moved through it, I can honestly say that it was the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I know this sound, that might sound very cheesy, right? But it's really true because it forced me to acknowledge, experience and heal all the dark places within myself that I had ignored, that I didn't want to even know about that I rejected within myself and so I brought them to the surface and healed them I did shed an old identity that was not meant for me and now I really found myself with a new life that I totally love and I know that I know that right now you might feel lost but it will not always be that like that and since the dark night of the soul what it is it's ultimately a call from your soul we call it the dark night of the soul it's a call from your soul to awaken and i know it's a very intense process but you're gonna come out a new person but since it's so intense i want to share with you right now a few tips that I think can make a real difference so that you don't have to have such a hard time. And I wish they would have had these tips knowing what I know now, so hopefully they are helpful for you. So there are 10 tips I want to share with you. And tip number one is accept what is happening. Accept what is happening. I say it again on purpose because 
It's so important because when you have entered a dark night of the soul, there's literally no turning back. You cannot close the door anymore. You open the door and you're right now moving through it and you cannot turn back. So resisting what is happening or wishing for things to be different, maybe you're hoping you're getting your, to get your old life back. Trust me, it will only prolong your suffering because the saying goes, what you resist persists. And I very well know that this is easier said than done because I was for sure the queen of resistance. I did resist it all. I suffered through it. I didn't want it to happen. I was arguing with reality, with God. And the more I did it, the worse it got, of course. So once you start accepting, this is the way things are right now. I might not like it, but I'm accepting what is happening right now and trying to make the best of the situation, then everything, trust me, it will become so much easier. Number two is ask for support. It can be very hard and frightening to move through such a difficult time by yourself. So asking for support is literally one of the smartest things you can do. And you might want to work with a skilled therapist who understands what you're experiencing or join an online community or maybe you have a friend who you trust and you can um, share with or maybe even your family. Please don't underestimate the power of love and connection that is available to you when you have the courage to ask for help. Right? We're social creatures. We need each other. So please don't do this by yourself. Number three is acknowledge your emotions and start releasing them. During a dark night of the soul, it's very typically typical that intense emotions like grief, depression, anxiety, or anger might arise. And I know they're very uncomfortable emotion, emotions, but it's very important to acknowledge them and to resist the impulse to suppress them, as this would only prolong the suffering. Every emotion is an energy in motion. And this means that once the energy of the emotion is expressed, it will just dissipate and the emotion will be released from your body because once you express it, it's just starting to move, right? This is different than keeping it all in. So it's very good to do this. And some people literally like to scream into a pillow or cry or or dance. This is something I like to do. It really helped me a lot. So expressing your emotions through dance. Some people journal or talk to a friend. But the thing that helped me the most was definitely um, working with energy-based healing therapies like EMDR. That was really um, very helpful for me. Um, also EFT, that's another uh, method that you probably know of. It's called the tapping. I also um, provide rapid emotional clearing sessions with my clients. I'm, I'm doing here a combination between EMDR and also energy work and it's also a very effective and very quick method of shifting the energy. All right, let's move on to number four. And number four is move your body. It sounds very trivial, but 
moving your body does help in not only go, letting go of so-called negative emotions when you, for example, dance, but it also helps you feel better by increasing endorphins, the feel-good hormones in your body. So it does, this doesn't mean that you necessarily need to go to the gym. You could simply just walk around the block or in the park and it will help you just shifting the energy and um, just getting back more into your body because sometimes when you are very emotional, it can be so much that you want to leave your body. Literally, you just don't feel connected to your body anymore. So doing some type of exercise or maybe yoga, that would also be very, very helpful in grounding yourself back into the body, which usually comes down the nervous system. Number five is, that's one of my favorite here, it's connect with nature. Nature is a wonderful healer, but we often forget that this free healing resource is available to us. But we humans, we are hardwired to connect with nature. And even the research shows that when you walk in the forest, it will significantly lower your stress hormones and in Japan, they even have a name for this. Uh, it's called forest bathing. So they literally um, tell the stress managers to go for a walk in the forest. And they know it's going to just help them relax. And you can do the same. But I want to take it a little bit further than this. And this is really the tip that I'll, it helped me so much. And it's, it's something I learned uh, from a shaman in Peru. Well, basically what you do is you pick a tree that you are attracted to, that you like, and you simply sit next to it. You can also um, literally um, feel the bark on the tree on your back. So you're leaning backwards into the tree and then you feel the calm and the strength of the tree and just allow yourself to feel supported in the back through um, the connection with the tree and then what you can do is you can imagine sending all your worries and fears directly to the tree and into its spark so when i first heard about it i was i told the shaman oh my god that poor tree it has to take it all but the shaman told me don't worry about it the tree will gladly absorb all your negative energies and it just will simply move it through its roots, roots down into Mother Earth. It's one of the many jobs a tree does. And I did this and I, it was amazing experience because it literally could see all that, that heaviness um, being taken away by the tree. I felt supported um, through the strength of the tree and it was really a wonderful experience. So you can try this too. And then, of course, once you're done, you also want to thank the tree, right? I think they're listening. I think it might sound crazy, but <laughs> I really think that they are listening. They know what we have to say or think. They're very, very um, empathic beings, right? Okay. So let's move on to number six. That's uh, something that is so helpful. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. So I just want to mention it real quick here. Number six is meditate. 
especially when it seems like your in and outer world is falling apart, it's a very good practice to come back to yourself and center yourself. And meditation will definitely help in calming your nervous system. And there are lots of great meditation techniques available like the awareness meditation that I shared in the previous episode. And also on my website, in my blog articles, I've written quite extensively about meditation. Now, if you have a ton of anxiety, I know it's super hard to try to calm um, your mind and actually observe it. And if you feel like it, you cannot really do this because there's so much going on. What I do suggest is that you start with the binaural beats or brainwave entrainment technology meditations. So those are usually guided meditations and have them on my site as well, available uh, for download. And what you do is you just simply put on the headphones and the brainwave entrainment technology will help lower your brain waves into the alpha or theta state. And that's the state in which you're very relaxed. So in other words, you just need to listen to the audio and you will start feeling better. You will start relax. So the body will go into a, into a healing mode. It's that's everyone can do it. So that's why I like, uh, like these type of meditations, especially if you're a beginner. Tip number seven is realize that you are not your feelings. When you are going through a dark night of the soul, it can feel like you are being swept away by your emotions. Like you are spun around in a hurricane and you don't know how and where you will land. So this might sound uh, scary and chaotic, but I want to remind yourself that you are not your emotions. They might take over you at times, but you're still so much more than that. You are a soul made of unconditional love that is connected to God, the universe, or whatever name you want to give the higher power that has created our world. So reminding yourself of your true nature is important and eventually you will come out of the storm and realize this deep truth for yourself. Number eight is know that things always change and this shall pass too. This is one of my favorite tips because we often think that things will always stay the same and that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, which is of course not true as life is always changing and evolving. So right now you are going through a rebirth and like the unborn, so that's the analogy here of course, like the unborn who is entering the dark and narrow birth canal without knowing that there is a new life waiting for her, you are being pushed into the darkest depths of your being. However, unknowingly, you're also moving towards the light and into a new life. So when you start trusting that things will get better and that you are becoming a new and better version of yourself, things will get a little bit easier. Tip number nine is support your body. There are wonderful ways in which you can support your body and help calm your nervous system. And touch is one of them. 
There's a lot of scientific evidence that Hatch is a great healer as it stimulates the release of oxytocin. That's a hormone that will make you feel good and release stress. So if you have a loved one who you of course trust and who can touch you often, that's great. But if not, I definitely suggest you start scheduling regular massages with a good massage therapist and it will help you support, uh, it will support your body tremendously. And additionally, what you might want to do is, and this is something I'm getting asked a lot, so I wanted to include this here. You might also want to take a look at supplements. And what I recommend is you, especially when you have a very um, agitated nervous system, start taking 400 milligrams of GABA to calm your nervous system. So you can get GABA at every good health, sto health store and you should take it on an empty stomach and along with a B-complex for better absorption. And it will help your nervous system. So a lot of people, they really like GABA and it helps them a lot. For others, it doesn't do much, so you probably have to try it out. Then, of course, magnesium. It's very important you get magnesium into your body because most people are already depleted. And in times of high stress, your body needs more magnesium than usually. You can take magnesium or can get magnesium into your body by taking an Epsom salt bath, which is made of magnesium sulfide. And your body will absorb it through the skin. Or additionally, I recommend you take at least 300 milligrams of magnesium citrate twice a day. Then I also suggest taking 100 milligrams of 5-HTP twice a day to help lift your mood. 5-HTP is the precursor to serotonin, the feel-good hormone, and you might have heard about it. If you take it and after two weeks you don't feel any effects, I highly suggest you start switching to a thousand milligrams of L-tryptophan twice a day because for some people the 5-HTP doesn't work that well and L-tryptophan will then work. However, if you are currently taking an antidepressant, an SSRI, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, like Prozac, Lexapro, or Soloft, please do not take 5-HTP or L-tryptophan because it can cause a very rare but dangerous condition which is called a serotonin syndrome. When you have a serotonin syndrome, you usually have agitation, high body temperatures, tremors, increased reflexes, dilated pupils, sweating, diarrhea, so a host of very unpleasant and possibly dangerous symptoms, so please don't take it together with the SSRI. Okay, so let's move on to the last tip, and tip number 10 is recognize that whatever is falling away is ultimately for your best. I purposefully put this tip at the end of this list, as when you are in the midst of it all, it's so hard to see that whatever is falling away is ultimately for your best. And as you move through the dark night of the soul and you start to feel better, trust me, you're going to see that whatever fell away, it was really not meant for you. It was basically removed from your life. 
And that created an, an opening that something new can come into um, your life, something that's much, much better. And looking back, once you have moved through it and you, you're looking back, you will come to understand and see the fierce beauty of it all. You will find yourself with a new understanding of yourself, your life, and you will feel a new sense of purpose and direction. You will have resurrected your soul and literally made yourself whole again. I cheer you on in your journey and wish you the very best. Much love and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Energy Shift Podcast at www.drkaterina.com.